Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. On. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Alex Grieco. Alex is the founder of Blue Fox Media, a social media marketing agency based in Chico, California, and he's also the founder of Agency Mentorship Elite, an action-packed eight-week training that helps everyday people start and grow very profitable advertising agencies. Alex is an expert when it comes to starting and growing digital marketing agencies, and he turned many of the industry's challenges into a simple but extremely effective business approach. The Agency Mentor Elite Training Program is one of the leading programs in the digital advertising industry and has created numerous successful case studies while helping people escape the 9-to-5 rat race and reach a new level of freedom. Alex truly believes that anybody can start their own online agency and live a life much more meaningful with significantly improved income and freedom. The problem is that people just don't know where to begin and they don't have a proven plan to follow. Alex has that plan and it's his life's mission to share it with the world and help others get the income and freedom that they deserve. Alex, thanks for being on the podcast today. Morgan, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I know you have a, a very interesting background, so I'd kind of like to know about your personal background and kind of how this led into business, entrepreneurship and kind of what's led to, to to where you are today. Absolutely, man. So I was born in Italy. I was born in Italy, and uh, I have an Italian father and American mother. So I have two citizenship, both American and European, which uh, has been uh, tremendous for my business because I'm able you know, to move back and forth whenever I like. But my journey in entrepreneurship, man, really started... When I was very young, I remember a story. I was seven years old, and my uncle had this box of comics that he was gonna throw away. And uh, uh, while he was like going to throw them away, I I took it from him. I was like, "Yeah, give it to me. Don't throw them away." It was like, "Perfect. Yeah, here, take them." I put up a little stand in front of my house, and I started selling comics. And the beautiful thing was that the road that we had in Italy was not a through road but it was just changed from a regular road to not a through road. So a lot of people would still go through it, go to the end of it, and it was blocked. And so they had to back up. But the great thing is that I would be there, like, knocking on their windows and say, hey, like, here, check out this comic, like, try it. And I was making, like, $70 a day when I was seven and it was crazy. And that's pretty much, like, 
when I got really, really passionate about entrepreneurship. And after that, when I turned 17, I was in Italy in high school and there isn't that many opportunities. At least I didn't see a lot of opportunities for somebody that is young and wants to be in the digital space in Italy. So I went ahead and I moved to California where my mom lived. And I did one year in high school there. And then I went to college, to Chico State, studied finance. I started my first business there, uh, Bidwell Investments. I worked on it for three years and I lost a good amount of money, but I learned a ton. So that was pretty much my tuition when it came to the overall business world. When school ended, I had student loans and I had to find a way to pay rent. And what happened is that I picked up a book. That book was Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vee. I remember reading it. I was in Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. And I was reading, I was like, dude, this is perfect for me. Like, I know I can help these people out. And I started reaching out to businesses, local businesses. Hey, you know, I would like to help you improve your online presence and drive more customers to your business, utilizing the new technology, Facebook and Instagram. And it was great. You know, I was able to get a good portfolio of clients in no matter of the first three months in business, I was making more than I was making in the other business in three years. I was like, okay, this is working out. And then uh, it scaled up and up and up and up. It scaled a lot bigger than I thought. And eventually, because I didn't have the right systems in place, because uh, at origin, I'm a sales guy, right? I love selling. I love communicating and interacting with people, growing my network. But I didn't have the right systems in place to scale, right? The right processes and the, the way to like teach people how to run my business. And so I lost a good amount of clients. And I dedicated pretty much a big chunk of my time really figuring out what is the ideal model that you should follow to have a profitable advertising agency without going through all the pain that I was going through, you know? And so I spent a lot of time doing that and slowly implementing it. And it worked out, you know, as of today, we operate under one umbrella company called Blue Fox Media LLC. We have a second company in Puerto Rico called More Customers LLC, and we focus on uh, helping uh, float therapy spas. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's the market that we serve. Yeah, float therapy spas. And uh, we work with some big company, the largest franchise in the United States and other big players. And we do lead gen. So we strictly do lead gen and uh, we consider ourselves customer acquisition specialists. And think about it, man. Like, if you own a business, what is the most important thing that you focus on? It's sales, right? It's driving Absolutely. new people to your business. And that's really what I wanted to focus on. It's like, how can I really help these business? It's not by getting them more likes. It's not by like growing their Instagram page. It's by getting them more customers and more sales. And so I dedicate a lot of my time and effort figuring that out. And now we did it. You know, We have very ROI positive campaigns for our clients, um, great relationships. and. In the meantime, I've scaled my company to a point where it is like 90% automated. The big decision that I make is like, you know, moving everything to Puerto Rico, um, changing, you know, our, the structure of the two companies. And I do a lot of consulting now, as you mentioned. I run the agency mentorship elite where I share with people exactly how to have a very profitable advertising agency without going through the problems that I had. Mm. Wow, there's just a ton of really great info in there, and I just kind of want to unpack that. The first business you started, you said where you had 
you know, your first failure. Well, I'm interested to hear, you know, what are some things that you learned? You said you learned a lot from that experience. What are some things that you learned that you brought with you to your future endeavors? Yeah, man. I think the one thing that really made a difference was patience. You know, I did it for Mm. three years, man. I did it for three years. I had one paycheck for like $1,200 in three years out of the whole thing. So I wasn't making money, but I was patient. I was waiting for the right time. I knew that was a long-term play. I just didn't have the right pieces in place. And so I think the main thing that was taught is that patient is extremely important in business. And I really developed it. I'm 26 right now. And I was doing that when I was 21 years old. So I know that takes time for things to materialize. Now I I implement that in a very profitable business model and it enables us to do long-term plays, not focus on short-term cash, but focus on really building relationship and a big infrastructure. So if I would have to answer your question, man, it's absolutely patient and understanding that it takes time. Mm, Absolutely. So when you started helping local businesses, and started getting customers, started to scale up. What are some challenges you found? You mentioned processes that you had to automate. When you're starting an advertising agency, there's two main factors inside of this business model. There is the sales component and there's the fulfillment component. When you sell, you pretty much say that you promise something in exchange for money, right? It's like, I promise that I will bring you this in exchange for a monthly payment. And uh, I was really good at that. I was really good at the selling aspect. However, there is a fulfillment aspect where you have to fulfill on that process. And I wasn't an expert at that. So what I've learned, you know, there at the beginning was that you have to be good at both. You have to be good at selling, persuading and building, you know, good relationship, being uh, good at communication. At the same time, you got to be able to deliver on your promise. And at the beginning, I wasn't delivering on my promise. And that's why the business grew very big and then it contracted very fast. But now we have the systems in place to not only like be able to like deliver even a bigger promise, but be able to back it up with results. Yeah, and I think that's something that anyone who's been in a service-based business kind of comes to figure out. I feel like most don't kind of figure out how to crack the code like you have um, in terms when it comes to sales and fulfillment. But the more you sell, if you keep selling and selling and selling, you're basically creating more and more work for yourself. And if you don't have that process of you know, moving things down the assembly line and outsourcing or having people in-house help you, you're just going to run into this huge bottleneck where you may have to stop selling because you just can't keep up and you run into these highs and lows when it comes to income and it can just turn into a mess. So, you know, what are some things that you implemented that really helped out or some processes you built in? I kind of want to get closer to that automation that you have now, but kind of what were some things that when you put in place that kind of relieved that pressure? The number one thing is we niched down. We were a generalist, a general advertising agency before, and we would service restaurants, medical spots, real estate agents. Whatever business would come our way, we would say yes, which I think is a big mistake that a lot of people that start businesses do is just they have this like shiny object syndrome. That's what we call it. And they just see the opportunity and they like they just dream how the opportunity is going to take them all these places. Whereas like 
you got to focus on what's working now and really like cancel out all the outside noise. And it's very difficult to do that at a beginning stage because like you're in this honeymoon phase of doing business. It's just like a marriage, just like a relationship. It's easy at the beginning because you're like, you have this infatuation, right? Of all these things that are going to go good. And then over time, that fades away and you're left with a real business opportunity and, you know, the real business model. And so the first thing that we did, man, is really like niche down. So we decided what is our ideal buyer, what it looks like, what do they do, and what is their size. We narrowed down to what it is. It's a float spa with four pods minimum. And we only work with them in the marketing agency. I have business that comes to me on a regular basis, real estate agents, loan officers. They just come to me and like, hey, let's work together. It's like, I can't. I don't work with them because the system is optimized for one specific client and it runs on auto around that specific business model. So I already have ads that are tested and that work, right? So every single client gets the same ad because it's in their local area. And so I'm not competing the same ad with like two people in the same space. So I have all the ads written out. I have all the copies right now. I have uh, the structure for meetings. When our team has meetings with uh, um, our clients, they know exactly what's the format for the meeting. And because every single client is the same, it becomes a very structured process. And so the number one thing, man, is definitely finding a niche, finding your ideal buyer and stick to it. Don't get shiny object syndrome because if you focus on a thousand things, you're going to be mediocre at a thousand things. If you focus on one thing, the chances of you becoming an expert at the one thing are a lot higher. That's one of the systems that we put in place when it comes to fulfillment, streamlining the whole process from the onboarding and getting all the data and the creative assets from the business to putting in place ads and you know, follow-up automations and ports and you know, everything that helps uh, the retention for customers. And when it comes to sales now, it, people come to us. So a lot of it's, out, it's uh, inbound sales. So we get a lot of people come to us and we service them as best as we can, as long as they fit our buyer criteria. Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, like a McDonald's. The magic in McDonald's model is the process, the formula. Um, no matter where you go, whether you're here right where I am in Chicago or you're in Italy, you know, at a McDonald's, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to have the same processes in place and it lets them scale up. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And I think it's really hard when you're starting and you kind of, you feel like you don't want to miss out on any business. So if anybody says, hey, I want to work with you, it's like, yeah, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. But in the end, as you do that, it just, if everything's custom, it really weighs down and takes lots of time more than you ever think in the beginning. And, um, what you've done makes a ton of sense and it's obviously allowed you to scale. So I think that's really cool. I want to talk quickly about, you mentioned, you know, focusing on what's working now. The listeners, part of what um, they listen to the show for is uh, just some talk on also kind of different technology that's working, kind of what's out in the marketplace. Can you kind of tell us some things that you've used, you know, in your business lately or in the past that have worked pretty well for you when it comes to marketing and, and selling? Absolutely, man. So I'm a big believer that you should only run marketing campaigns that are trackable. 
you should only do things that you can track. Even when you work out, you should track how much you lived, how much you weight. Like everything needs to be trackable. And so when it comes to marketing, it's mandatory that all of your efforts are tracked because then you're never going to know if you're doing something good and it's improving or if you're doing something bad or like you just don't know how to move. So number one thing when it comes to marketing, track your efforts. Track how much it costs you to acquire a customer. Track how much it costs you to acquire a lead. Track how much it costs you to put an ad out there, you know, in both time and money. So the number one thing that I would say is track it. And you can track it simply, right? Facebook gives you all this data. And we prefer to use Facebook for our advertising methods. So Facebook tells you what is your cost per lead. And uh, from there... Everything goes into a Google Sheet where the business owner is going to be able to follow up with the lead. So we use a variety of methods for following up. There's actually a study that was put out by uh, MIT. It's called a Lead Response Management Study. And I highly recommend anybody in the space to check it out. And it really shares with you what are the best times of the day to follow up with leads and how many times you should follow up with leads. And it shows that the value of the leads decreased 90% um, after the first five minutes of the lead being, uh, you know, wow. submitting their application. And so it's incredibly important to educate clients and ourselves into why should we follow up immediately? Because we live in such an era of like impulse uh, actions and uh, short-term attention spans where somebody might fill out a form and they forget about it 10 minutes after. And so it's important that there is a system behind that. When somebody submits a form, there is a, an immediate text that gets sent and it gets sent not from an automated reply, but from a real local number that shows that it's intentional and there's a person behind it. So the communication between the business and the end user, the lead needs to start immediately, right? And then nurture their communication. There is a a 90% chance, and the 90% number keeps popping up, 90% chance of you reaching out to a lead and initiating a conversation with a potential buyer in the first 24 hours if you try at least six times to contact that lead. So a lot of people will like get a form and they call the lead and the lead that is an answer and they're like, oh, the lead is bad. It's not bad. It takes six point of contact. So we have, as soon as the lead comes in, there is an automated text that gets sent out from a local number that it's a real text. It's not like reply yes to confirm. It's like, hey, this is Alex and I'm naturally interested. Why did you submit the form? How can this help you? And so we try to get the lead to sell themselves. And so that's the first step. And then if they don't respond, then there is a call. The business calls directly. We do what is called double dial. So if somebody calls and nobody answers, then call directly again right after. Because a lot of times, you know, it might be like a sales call or some weird, your, your phone number got sold somewhere. And usually people don't call twice if you don't answer. But if somebody calls you twice back to back, they got something to say. So we do the double dial and then we do the text again. So it's a mix of calls and texting to get in contact with the lead within the first 24 hours, at least six times. And at that point, we book the appointment. The lead books the appointment. We ensure that the lead shows up on time with more text follow-ups to um, let them know, hey, your appointment starts in an hour or so. And then at that point, the lead comes to the booking, has the experience in store. And at that point, it becomes the business. We enter the business systems. 
So now it's the business job to turn that customer into a repeating customers and somebody that they can have a relationship with over time. So on the technology side, um, we use uh, Facebook lead ads. We use Zapier, which is a software that allows you to integrate multiple platforms and put sole systems in place. We use Scipio for texting. It's like texting from a Mac. It's pretty much the same. You can literally type text from your Mac, from your laptop, and it sends messages from local numbers, which is great. Then we use Google Sheet to track everything. We can actually track when the lead came in, when the business reached out to them and everything. So we can hold them accountable. And then for email, we use Active Campaign. On top of that, we always optimize. So we try to figure out what's working, what's not working. And now this specific approach is generating around a 40% conversion rate for leads. So that means that if I get a lead, if I get, say, 10 leads, four of them are likely to actually, are not likely, are going to become customers. And the problem that a lot of marketing agencies have, man, is that they think that their job is just to get leads. And it's not. Uh, businesses don't pay us to get leads. They pay us to get them sales. And so we focus not only on the front end and acquiring the lead, but also on the back end and the follow-up system to turn that lead into a customer. So that's pretty much on the technology side, how everything works. And then we use Zoom for the calls that we have with our clients and report garden for the monthly reports. And just using this you know, handful of software, you can create a machine where you're managing 20, 30 locations with a team of two. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And I can see your technology stack is really well thought out. And you're right. There's this huge emphasis on just getting the lead with most agencies, right? Hey, they downloaded the thing or hey, they left their email address for you to follow up. But most agencies, the vast majority, they just kind of leave it like that. When it's much easier just to get someone to submit their information, the real work comes in when you're actually getting that person to take advantage of the offer. So it's really refreshing to hear about your follow-up process and how you kind of integrate the texting and the phone calls into that process. So that's really amazing to hear. Thanks for sharing that. I want to spend some time discussing your Facebook group because that's how where I originally came across you and your work and started um, following the information content that you're producing. So can you spend some time talking about that? Absolutely, man. Yeah. So as I said before, I spent a lot of time figuring out what what was working and was not, and I still do. I still spend a lot of time optimizing because I know we probably both believe, you and I and your audience, that the marketing industry, digital marketing industry, it's ever-evolving, it's dynamic, it's fast-paced, it's always changing. And if you think that you know it, that moment is the moment that you lose your competitive edge. So I strive to always try to figure out, okay, how can we make our numbers better? Because if I don't do that, I know that there is a guy somewhere around the world that's doing it and it's going to beat us at our own game. So I spend a lot of time educating myself and I share what I learn in the Facebook group. So I have a mission for 2018 and it still is to help 100 people that just started their digital marketing agency to get to six figures. Six figures is about $8,000 a month. And you don't need any type of degree. 
to be able to have that type of income. You know, all you have to know is a couple of ways to manage clients, acquire them, deliver results, and keep them happy. And so I share that on the group. I do lives where we do Q&A and we discuss uh, exactly the new things that we're implementing in our agency. And it's free information. I do this because I truly, at the beginning, man, the thing is that you do a lot of things for money because, you know, you have this, you want to make money, you want to make money. And when you do have money, I mean, enough for you, you know, to live and be comfortable, your perspective changes a little bit where you focus a lot more on impact on like actually like seeing people get results and like evolve help while you're helping them out and i think that has done a tremendous impact in our business just building this connection with people that are just getting started and in a couple of months they're making like you know what their dad is making with an engineering job after 30 years of working there that has been like I'm incredible and we built in great connections with a ton of entrepreneurs around the world. We work with people in the Czech Republic. We actually have done business in every single continent. Um, just a couple of months ago, yeah, our first sales came from Africa. Africa was the only continent that we didn't have any business with. We didn't do any business. And yeah, we have the, a sale coming from Nigeria, from Lagos, Nigeria. And that was it. I was like, dude, we had done it with every continent. We just need Africa. Come on. And so uh, now we got that. And yeah. And so like now, like I feel good. You know, it's it, maybe it's an ego thing, but I like being able to help everybody around the world and getting them results. And so that's our mission. We're sharing uh, free information. We have a, a whole free course on how to acquire clients and deliver results for them in seven days so that a business owner doesn't have to waste his time on a three-month trial, right? Business owners don't have time to go and say, yeah, I'll try it out. It's $1,000 a month for three months. And that's a lot of testing. What we like to do is like, look, I'm not going to ask you for anything until I show you that what I do works. In seven days, you're able to deliver results and business owners like sign agreements because they see the results very quickly. And so we share that strategy completely for free. And uh, if anybody's interested, just go in the group, join, and it's the first video. You just go ahead and get it. Awesome. Well, we're coming at the end of our time here. Where can people get in touch with you to ask questions or possibly work with you and your team? Where can they get more information about you and your company? If you guys want to learn more about what I do on a regular basis, like the actual like inside of my life, Instagram is probably the best. My Instagram story, I share what's going on in our business, what books I'm reading, um, what am I doing. I'm actually going to put this on the Instagram story as well so that I know. Yeah, man, Instagram is probably like the best way. My Instagram account is at Alex, which is my name, Fox Grieco, Fox like the animal, the fox. And then Grieco is G-R-I-E-C-O. Instagram, you're able to keep track with me. And then the group, I mean... The group is a great way to get in contact with me because I know that you're there to learn. So I would suggest Instagram, number one, the, the inside of the agency. Get It's like a TV series. It's actually like pretty fun to watch. That's the feedback that I got. And then the group. The group, if you're trying to learn, if you're serious about this and you want to put time and effort into building yourself an agency and, you know, like working on your own time from whatever you like online. So, yeah. The group and Instagram. Yeah. And the group is very active for people who 
are interested in joining, it's a great way to just start getting immediate value and just kind of learning more. So I would definitely suggest if you're on Facebook, check out the group, definitely. Well, um, thanks so much for your time today, Alex. I really appreciate it. I got a ton of value. My pleasure, Morgan. Uh, Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Well, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. I'll see you in the group, brother. Talk to you soon. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.